freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Everybody, welcome to episode number 298 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Malice justice and silence and our guest is liz lazarus liz is the author of three psychological thrillers free of malice plea for justice and shades of silence liz's first nozzle novel free of malice is fiction however the attack on the main character is real drawn from lazarus own experience it portrays an emotional realities of healing from a vicious physical assault and tells the story of one woman's obsession to force the legal system to acknowledge her right to self-defense Liz initially ignored the calling to become a novelist. Uh, instead, she tackled other ambitions on her bucket list, living in Paris, learning to speak French, getting her pilot's license, and producing a music CD. But like any true calling, her first book just wouldn't leave her alone. It kept nudging her to write to the point that she could no longer ignore it, which brings us to having her back on the show Thank you so much for being here again, Liz. It is such a pleasure. And it's such a pleasure to see you guys. I feel like I've been in hibernation for a year. So uh, even virtually getting to see you is a treat. Oh, us too. My goodness. It's just, uh, I, you know, spring is blooming. And so it's making us feel like it is time to get back out there in the world. And uh, until we do get to see each other again, at least we live in a time and a place that we can do this. Without so, a mask yes. and plastic sheets, right? Yeah, <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us, I want you to dive right in and tell us about the new book. I got my own copy here. Not. Oh, yeah. We, so we have, we have matching copies going on here, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Although mine doesn't have the banner, right? Advanced right. reading. That one, that one might be special one day, right? It is. It's special already. Shades of Silence. Tell us about it. So uh, this one is about a restaurant owner named Juliana. She lives in Ormond Beach, Florida, and her husband has gone missing. He's a charter pilot, and it's been about three months since his plane has disappeared. So she's in this limbo land of, does she mourn for him? Does she still search for him? How does she handle that? That's kind of quasi-grief. And uh, one night at her restaurant after hours, she's closing up and a young girl shows up at her restaurant out of nowhere and says, we need to talk. He's not who you think he is. And before the girl can say anything else, uh, a bullet comes through the window, hits her in the back and she it kills her dead. Kills her dead. I guess that's a oxymoron. <laughs> that's a repetitive. <laughs> kills her. So uh, Juliana doesn't get to hear what this warning is about. And uh, so the book is told from her point of view as she deals with the missing husband and this murder investigation. 
and the point of view of Detective Grant, who is assigned to the case to figure out uh, who has murdered this girl. That is, and it just even how, you know, she didn't get to say who the he is, which right. he in her life is she even talking, that woman even talking about. So, I mean, go ahead. No, there are a couple he's, right? So there, there's obviously the husband, although we're pretty sure he's not coming back. There's the son, the, his uh, husband, Michael's son, her stepson, uh, the bartender, lawyer. We get, we get a couple suspects in there or could be someone different altogether. So I, you know how I love to do this for, with my readers is, is kind of keep them guessing. Mm -hmm. new information and until you obviously you do find out in the end that is so exciting I love that premise of of you know kind of unpacking it and uh, you know if you had like a ball of twine and you're trying to follow the the pathway to to unknot the ball of twine and and that really is kind of <clears throat> that feeling you get um reading a psychological thriller like like this like shades of silence and um, I, do you need to, for the, the viewers out there, do you need to read your books in order? Does one book, do you have to understand a previous book in order to know what's going on in the next one? How have you written them? Yeah, thank you for asking that. It's, uh, they are not series, so you can read them in any order. Some authors like to do series and keep the same characters. I tend to, uh, once I'm done with the characters, be done with them. Um, now you may, if you read them, First, and I've got my other two here. So the first one I ever wrote was, was Free of Malice based on a real story. Um, that was the first one and then Plea for Justice came second. I, I do think my writing is getting better. My, maybe my editing is getting better as you go. So, so maybe you'll notice that along the lines as, as you read them in order, but, but you don't have to. Very good. Um, so I know that you do a lot of research for your books, which is so appreciated nowadays because, you know, there's so, so many people out there that, you know, on the news, in air quotes, the politicians, all these things that people just talk about, you know, firearms, or they talk about the, you know, the, the Second Amendment community, whatever the case may be, and they obviously don't know what they're talking about, but you spend time really diving in to the topics that you you present to us. And I so appreciate that. And uh, what particular area of um, research did you need to go into for this book? There were quite a few. And you know, I, I learned my lesson. Well, I'll start with my research on firearms. Uh, I learned my lesson with Free of Malice because I first started really learning to shoot with that book. And uh, my instructor was not he wasn't a certified instructor and he called the magazine a clip and I put that in the first book now it has since been changed to like you know I was not letting the second publication come out wrong but, so I learned my lesson yes I make sure for any of my my firearms education that I, I go to the best so I, I learned to shoot a shotgun which I had not done before I'd only shot pistols before so I learned to shoot a shotgun I had several experts that helped me um, my instructor, Krista Forrester, I also was able to talk to Vicki Farnham, who is just, you know, the instructor of instructors, and mm -hmm. Morrow, who actually designs some shotguns. So what was that last name? Ann Morrow. Ann Morrow. Uh, yes. So between the three of them, you'd be hard pressed to find something wrong in this book about the shotgun. And then I went shooting with Claude Warner, the tactical professor, and Shelly Hill from The Complete Combatant. And uh, we actually did practice training. 
So that was my first research. I also had taken Citizens Police Academy, which was quite a, quite a course. It was 10 weeks, three hours per week. We did a visit to the coroner's office, the medical examiner's office, and I followed up meeting with the medical examiner because I needed questions answered for the book. So I got kind of some one-on-one -on -one there. I wow, that's dedication right there, going to the coroner's office. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it turns out I can handle it better than I thought, but uh, who knew? Uh, and then I talked to a charter pilot because, you know, I have my pilot's license. I'm a little rusty at the moment, but that was for a very small plane, like a Cessna. I, I've never chartered a large plane, so and I didn't really know all the protocols. So I did speak with a, a pilot who does charter flights. And what else? Uh, I was probably, oh, and then the last thing, yes, I, I did a seminar where I learned about sex trafficking. Mm. Actually, quite a few seminars on mm. to really understand, because there's an element of that in the book. So yeah. Mm. Research. I almost felt like an investigative reporter at times, but it was, it's how I write because I get nuggets of information from my research and then I'm able to put that on paper. Wow, that's so cool that you uh, dedicate yourself to that level. Um, and then traditionally, and I, I didn't, uh, I don't know if that's the case with this book, but traditionally in your other books, sometimes the names of the <clears throat> characters uh, are a nod or a wink to someone that either helped you with the book or someone in, in your uh, sphere uh, in the, the firearms world. Uh, have you kept that going in this, this book? Uh, more than I could name. <laughs> so I'll forget a few, but let me, I mean, cause why not, right? You've got to name characters names. You might as well pick something uh, that mattered. Like I think the last one I had a Todd in there, the, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, for for our last name. For justice I had taught in there. He was so kind that husband, ex-husband of the mother. In this one, let's see, well, the obvious one, we start out with Juliana Sandoval, mm -hmm. founders of A Girl and a Gun. Uh, so Juliana Crowder and Robin Sandoval, I combine their names, which I actually really loved the Sandoval because it's set in Florida. So it's kind of mm -hmm. G Sandy feel. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul, Paul Grant, uh, Paul is for a couple of Pauls in my life. I'm not in the firearms community. One was my former boss. One was the one who got me started in flying. And then the grant uh, for Grant Stinchfield, I just sent him a copy. Um, I don't think he knew that I was, was doing that, or maybe he'd forgotten. That's so cool. I posted on Facebook just recently that one of my characters, the, uh, she's the range owner, is named Becky Condon, a combination of Becky Bowen and Kim Condon. So I, I could go on and on and on. There were a couple names that were bid for, which is kind of a novel thing where people were, were bidding for charity to get a name in the book. So I have three names for that. I should publish, you know what I will do? You've inspired me now. I will publish the, all the names that are in the book for somebody. That's so cool. That's I love that. Um, so yeah, your two previous books are, as we've mentioned, Free of Malice and Plea for Justice. How is this? this next one, we've already asked you, you know, it's not a series, but where do we find similarities and, and where do we find differences? Have you, is there any major departure from, from the other ways that you've written the other books? Yeah. So the, the similarities I'll start there are a sympathetic protagonist. I want my, I want my readers to feel for my protagonist. I want her to have her so far. Uh, so female protagonist, I want her to have growth or evolution throughout the book. Uh, I tend to do some type of firearms education. 
So in this one, the learning to shoot the shotgun. I, I'd like to do a twist ending. Uh, what else do I have in there? Kind of a whodunit. The, where they're different is, I would say the plea for justice is, has two characters, two voices. And so, so does uh, Shades of Silence. Free of Malice is only one voice. So I, I started with first book, only one voice, one narrator. The second one, two voices, two narrators, and the same thing for the third. Uh, so different a little bit there. And the other thing that's different is the first two have more of the legal uh, criminal. Mm. Uh, my consultant was mainly a lawyer. And in Shades of Silence, since it's a murder investigation, it's not so much the legal angle, but the criminal um, investigation. So crime story. So my, my major consultant was uh, Captain Jennifer Ross with the Decatur Police Department. And she was fabulous. So if, if you think what Detective Grant does in this story is accurate or you know, humorous or interesting, it, it's all because of her. She was, she was so gracious with her time and making sure I understood how a murder investigation works. Because I didn't, I mean, I, if it was up to me, I would like go in, you interview the witness, you tell them, so what happened? You know, tell me about the murder. And she's like, no, 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 back up. You don't jump in there. You start with, how was your morning? Anything unusual about your morning? So I quickly realized I had no idea how to do a murder investigation and I, I needed to rely on her. And luckily I could. But don't you watch Columbo? They'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that yeah, works. and you know, that was actually one of her pet peeves. She's like, you know, you can't learn all this from TV because TV sometimes gets it wrong. <laughs> oh, just one more, just one more thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I used to love Columbo. We hadn't seen it in years. And just recently, you know, when you're in a hotel room, you have no idea what's going to be on a, the, the TV. And uh, up comes a, a Columbo episode that I had never seen. And I was sucked right in. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like, yeah, the things that that they think on TV help solve a case are, you know, stuff that are, it, there could be a gajillion different explanations for that particular piece of what they're saying is evidence, but it's entertaining. It's fun. Liz, when Cheryl and I first got married, which was what, 36 years ago? 36. 36 years ago. Oh, oh, yeah. she, uh, <laughs> she had, you know, we watched those murder mystery stories and crime stories, and then she also had books. She had every crime book that you could possibly have and i used to tease her because she would highlight parts of the book and it kept me on my toes okay I not highlight the book but i love that that he you know tells that story because it's like yeah watch your p's and q's but yeah so um, i knew wherever it was highlighted i just really quick and look and i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that okay uh, not going on a cruise yeah, yeah i can no throw off the boat yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was fascinated with true crime books for the longest time. And it was, you know, that that element that you're talking about that you went through with the, the detective of, you know, well, what what is evidence and what isn't evidence and how do they use it? And um, do we get to kind of see that in this book? Like, are, are you unpacking how the evidence leads to a, to the conclusion? Very much so. And, and how they prioritize what they I mean, there's so much to do when there's a murder. So how they prioritize what they approach and how they make sure they aren't jumping to conclusions. Um, so much of that. And I had one funny story where I was meeting with an editor. I ended up not using her because she said, well, I, I didn't really think Grant was believable because he gets called in the middle of the night about a murder and he takes a shower and then he makes himself a cup of coffee. You know, a real, de a real detective would have dashed out the door. 
And, and I told that to Jennifer and she's like, a real detective is making sure he gets his coffee. So, you know, it, it's that kind of stuff. I, it just, I tried to make it very much realistic. And one of the things I found the most fascinating was when she would walk me house through how she would interview people. So the tells that people give in an interview, what they say, how they behave, everything about reading a person to understand if they're telling you the truth or not. I, I thought it was fascinating. So I, I have a lot of that in the book as well. Oh, I'm so excited. That's a fun part about those things is, is trying to figure out how they put the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Uh, I, okay, so you, you're reading my mind or my book because he says in one part, it's like putting a puzzle together where you don't know what the ultimate picture looks like and some <clears> of them <throat> aren't even the right puzzle. So you've right. got all the pieces and you, you don't even know if you're putting together the right puzzle. Yeah, there's three puzzles thrown on the floor, right? And you got exactly. to exactly, and half the pieces taken away, and good luck. Right. Yes. You know, I, I talk to detectives a lot, and and I love to hear the stories mm-hmm. about how they come to the conclusion, because it is a puzzle. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so you tend, to, as you said, that this one has a twist mm-hmm. ending, uh, as your others have a, a twist ending. Um, is there anything you can tell us about that uh, without completely giving it away or just the fact that it's got a twist? Don't tell her, Liz. Enough? Don't tell her. Make her. Make her no, I, I won't tell. In fact, I have, I may have told you the story before. I have a friend. I always rip out the end of the book because she always reads the end first. I'm like, you're not allowed. So I'll give her the book and rip out the ending. Uh, this one has probably three twists, um, which maybe is another similarity difference. The Free of Malice had just one huge bomb at the end. And then Plea for Justice had a couple twists along the way, and, and this one does too. I'd say they're kind of three. Um, and one is at the very, very end. It was not one I had originally, and a fellow author friend of mine suggested I add it. And so it leaves a little, it's a, the whole book has closure. That last little twist leaves a little bit of ambiguity, but I'm happy to tell you what I think happened. So if you get to that point and you're like, okay, wait a minute, you just kind of left a carrot dangling here. Uh, call me, write to me, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I didn't actually put it in the book, but uh, it. it lets people date it a little bit. I love it. Um, how much of, you know, at the, at the beginning when I was, uh, you know, telling people a little bit about your background and, and your bio and that, you know, you kept kind of pushing off this whole idea of, of being an author and, you know, that it just kept nagging at you, but yet you were doing all these other things how much do you find as you are, you know, either researching for a book or, or in the writing and and the developing of characters or scenery or whatever, uh, how much different do you think your books might've been if you hadn't have had those other experiences? Do you, do you draw from them? I think it came at its right time. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, uh, I joke about free of malice when I, I mean, it was based on an event that happened to me in college. I, I was attacked and luckily fought the guy off and wrote the story about what would have happened had I shot him as he was retreating. Um, back then, the, the technology was different. People didn't have iPhones. People didn't have GPS to find locations. So because I waited, and it wasn't because I intended to, it was just because I was still doing my day job, it, the technology improved to the point where I could add that to the book and make the book better. Because when I resurrected that book just to, to start working on it again, when I finally took my leave of absence um, from GE where I was working to start the book, I had I had workout DVRs. Like nobody had workout DVRs anymore. So I had to update 
all of my original technology. So I, I, th- I think it's fallen, they have fallen at the right time. That is very cool. Well, and so is it, is it uh, three and done or you already starting to noodle on? No, I don't think so. I've, I've got, um, I've got a potential story and here was the beauty of, of doing my book tour with the first book. I, I met so many women who had stories and beautiful that they had stories, sad that they had stories. I mean, there a time that I had a meeting where there wasn't at least one woman who came up to me and told me some story about, you know, a robbery and attack, just or worse. Um, and so I have a lot of content. And one that really struck me was uh, a friend of mine, Don Hillier, who had a stalker, a really bad stalker for years. And so we will fictionalize it, but she and I are already kind of uh, planning that I'm going to interview her about that. And then I always try to put in a cause in my books, and I've, I've had some experience that I wouldn't like to have about uh, geriatric care. So I, I'm going to see if I can't put that in the book as well. That's very cool. Well, how do people follow the work that you do? How do they get a copy of their own of any of these three books? Two obviously are out there. This one published yet? It's, it's up for pre-order and, uh, it will be out April 27th, so not too far from now. So you can pre-order the ebook or the, uh, the paperback. We're just starting to work on the audiobook. So any of that you can pre-order, I hope you do, because if it, on the 27th, if, uh, if all those orders launch at the same time, we'll have some really good ratings. Uh, but you can find snippets of it, the first couple chapters on my website, either lizlazarus.com or shadesofsilence.com, takes you to the same place. And you can download the first couple chapters to see if you like it. And then all my social is on there as well. It's on Facebook and Instagram. I'm author Liz Lazarus on Twitter, which I don't use much, but I should is um, Liz underscore Lazarus. Very cool. I, I so appreciate the, uh, the preview copy and uh, we are taking a, a long weekend coming up and I'm going to dive, take a deep dive <laughs> into it. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Liz, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. I cannot wait to see you guys. I, I was almost going to put on my polka dot, but I'm going to wait till I see you in person and wear my polka dot and give you a big hug. So um, awesome. yes. let me know what you think of the book. I'll tell you about that last little clue and when you're done. I love it. And yes, I am hug deprived. So we, we definitely need to see each other soon. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Thank all you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. I wish I read more. I know. I love to read. And, you know, I almost want to say I wish I read less because my stack of things I want to read is always, you know. Oh, it's always, yeah. I mean, always I've, getting bigger, you know. Okay. The UPS driver came by yesterday <laughs> and said, Is everything okay? And I go, Yeah, why? Because your wife didn't get a new book today. That's almost a true story right. because I just, I love reading. I love <clears throat> a variety of kinds of reading. And, um, you know, as I said, I used to love uh, true crime books. Um, Anne Rule was kind of my go-to. Anne Rule, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time. And, uh, you know, anything having to do with you know, personal development, psychology is what my degrees are in. So I always love those kinds of things. That's what's wrong with me because I can't read. I I don't read. 
that's, so that's well now definitely... i can diagnose you because i've read all the i know that's yeah <laughs> i don't have a chance but i and love it's... history books i don't know if you can see up over dan's head i have all of the bill o'reilly uh the killing series uh and, and she's read them i mean oh, it's not like they're goodness. just setting up those they're books so are read good. they are so good i love those books and then to have all these psychological thrillers that you know they're based in things that happen in real life uh, but yet they're, they're, you know, this delicious package of, of, you know, the psychological thriller, uh, with the twist ending. Mm, I love it so much, but I, I interrupted you. No, so. no, you got it. Got it. Okay. Well, uh, I highly encourage you to check out Liz Lazarus and, you know, summer is coming, you know, those long days, maybe on the beach. Cause we're going to be able to, we're going to be allowed love that word to go to the beach again um and are if we you're, gonna be allowed i hope so and even if you're still doing the you know the quarantine thing you know the all across the the world there are different you know stages of where people are at and if you're you're still camped in then what better way to spend the time than to feed your your brain and uh you know the the delicious fun of a, a psychological thriller no um, i'm not a doctor but I will tell you, you this. No, nope, no, I don't. But I will. I will give you some advice. Okay. If you're wearing a mask and you're scared, mm -hmm. you can go on your back patio by yourself with the book mm -hmm. and read it without a mask on. This is true. You can. Now you don't have to. No, you can. But you, can. Mask on if like. you can. You can take the mask off in your backyard by yourself, <laughs> and you, you should be. Tell we are like super done with the whole masking thing. What we masking? Just want yeah. to be done with it, but some people aren't done with it, and that's okay. No, it's okay. If you don't, okay. if you don't wear a mask, I mean, okay. you see, there was a, a meme I saw a guy on a motorcycle with a uh, a mask on, on by himself on a motorcycle with no helmet. <laughs> so I mean, be yourself. Yeah. You know, if you true. feel that's. What I don't you think need that do. mask would stay on in real life, but it's it's. Cute. It's the fact that he wasn't safe with a helmet, but he's wearing a mask by himself. Yes, I got it. I guess all that coronavirus is blowing out in the wind out there, and he's on his motorcycle, and they're like bugs coming in his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. That's terrible. Maybe, maybe he wore the mask to keep the bugs out of his mouth. See, maybe he can't breathe out of his nose. You breathe out of his mouth. That's his so, business. I, it's the mask. Right? What do we say? We say live and let live. That's what we do. Right? And it's not like the James Bond movie, is it? That's live and let die. Oh, <laughs> is that wanna, what we're intended to do? We want to live and let live, right? Okay. So you do you, we're going to do yeah. us. We, right. we want to get back to, uh, you know, freedom. We, we want to recapture freedom, which uh, we had a lot of people in our, our past that left us this legacy and this inheritance called the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They fought, bled, starved, and died uh, for the opportunity to even write this for us and, to be able to say no and yes no just no it's a whole sentence no. and recall newsom and <laughs> we can say that you know what i hope i don't know if i could say i hope that perhaps because these are recorded and um played you know people come and they find them years later sometimes perhaps there will be a time when somebody's listening to this and going newsom who's that Right? Oh, he's that guy that was recalled, and then a real guy came in and became governor of California. You know, California. We're in Arizona. What do we care? I do. Who because, the governor of California is? Because we cross the border a lot. That's but why. yeah, because we want to go enjoy all of the freedom. I shouldn't that have we're to have in California. I shouldn't have to have a passport to go to California. Oh my gosh! I hope, I hope when 
future generations watch this show, they go, why on earth would you even say a sentence like that? So they're trying to do these health passports. I'm driving through California. That doesn't come to fruition. I'm driving through California a couple of days ago and I had a trailer and I pulled over to the agriculture thing. And the lady goes, what do you have in the trailer? And I go, nothing for you to see. But I just said nothing real loud and then the rest quietly for you to see. I didn't have anything, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that. Why would you stir the pot? Why because, would you post Because the why should I, I'm, I'm crossing one line to another line. We should have the same freedoms on both sides. Mm. What, what is a reason that I should, oh, let's don't go there. Why, <laughs> why not? Why not stir the pot? It's California. Oh, okay? Okay. The pot's been stirred too much. Maybe. But all right. Well, we got to get out of here. And I just want to thank our amazing guest and wonderful friend, Liz Lazarus. Uh, Again, don't forget to get some of her books. There's three of them now. And this one, Shades of Silence coming out uh, today when we're in the studio. I should have said that it is Monday, April 12th uh, in in 2021. And so uh, just a, a short while from now. Uh, the third book will be available, but you can do your pre-order now. How come you got it read early? the other two while you're waiting. Okay, are you special? I think so. Liz thinks I am. She thinks I'm special enough to send me a, a preview copy. So uh, that, that meant a lot to me. And um, anyway, and thank you to our awesome listeners yes. all over the planet. Thank you for spending Even in your California. time with us. <laughs> even California, until they figure out a way to, to block our message of freedom and firearms. Uh, yeah, we are still uh, able to be found. Uh, our, our video versions are on YouTube until they figure out how to kick us off because we talk about freedom and firearms. Uh, on the Ops Lens smartphone app and on GunStreamer. GunStreamer is very much like YouTube, but they aren't afraid of freedom and firearms. So I, I kind of like. So you can walk into uh, the, what is it called? GunStreamer? GunStreamer and say, gun, 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 gun. Well, and not it's be just an online platform. So uh, well, I don't know that you could walk into this, hmm. <laughs> but it's okay. You could say gun, 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 gun. You could, okay. You probably but could. YouTube, can you, do, you can't do that on YouTube, can you? No, we're probably not going to get this show aired on YouTube because you just said that. So. But I didn't say. I said, said I could mask. say it. I didn't say you it. You also said COVID. I also so. said uh, Newsom. You did, and you said Newsom. So clearly, oh you're gosh. not going to be able See to find YouTube. this show on YouTube. And if you do, uh, send us a note and say, hmm, you know, but you, you know made it you, under the wire. There is a lot of things on YouTube that, I mean, I'm not. I think everybody has a right to put whatever, but there's some things that some shouldn't see. Oh, on youtube that. and then but they somehow, turn around you know the things that we just safety said are like and, yeah, naughty no-nos right, right. Naughty, anyway naughty what naughty no-nos not don't be a naughty no-no <laughs> so um and if you want to just listen to the audio only version you can go to our website gunfreedomradio.com click the on demand tab and you can Binge, binge listens, listens to, to your, your heart's, heart's content, content, darling. I don't say darling. Uh, to all of the shows that we have posted there. And if you want to see photos and bios and, and have links to uh, all the works that all of our guests that we've ever had on, um, then just click the guest tab. And when you spend time there, we don't hate it. 
We don't hate that. All right. Well, we got to get out of here until next time we are going to pray for this nation, pray for our world, pray for our leaders, pray for the, even the ones you don't like, especially the ones that you don't like, except on Thursdays, you can <laughs> bypass the ones that some of you don't like. And then on Friday, go back to them again and pray that they get out of office and some people that don't want to be leaders, but become representatives I still can't get over the fact that we vote for people to tell us what we can do. Why do we do that? Why do we That's vote for people? not why pe we vote for people. No, but we vote for people to make laws. Why don't we vote for people to take a lot of the laws away? That's a great question. Something to ponder hmm. until ponder. we meet again. Hmm. All right. Be good to each other. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Yeah.